It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. Really fun show lined up. We've been uh, previewing it throughout the week. But uh, we got some Ferg Friday action as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us, as well as Stephen Garcia, former South Carolina quarterback. Really, really fun interviews with both of these guys today. Of course, Michael Pappas joins me for those. Quick disclaimer, Stephen Garcia, it's at the end of the show. It's going to be the last 15 minutes or so of today's podcast. He does cuss a little bit. I, I'm putting that disclaimer out there. I'm going to mention it again before that conversation starts. Um, I know some folks listen as a family. It's nothing egregious. I'm just, I, I, I would want to know as well. So I'm, I'm just letting you know that. Hey, today's show brought to you by our great friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They are running specials this week for Niffers, Royal Donner, and Takoyaki Asian Fusion. You can use promo code 10 off. 10OFF for $10 off your order, um, as long as those orders are at least $30. Also, they are heavily invested, as they are every year, with the Beat Bama Food Drive. After you uh, place your order at any of these restaurants or any of the restaurants that uh, have partnered with Fetch Me throughout Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County, you can go to the Beat Bama portion of the app and uh, add an extra few dollars to your uh, to your order, and you know it goes to a great cause. One, you get to... Uh, Contribute to beating Tuscaloosa and something, which I, if you're listening to the show, we all love that. But also, of course, um, it, it goes to a great cause. So um, thank you so much to Fetch Me for, uh, for partnering with the, with the Food Bank of East Alabama and, and actually investing in the community. I think that is, that is huge. And, of course, Fetch Me, they match every donation. So whatever you donate, you're actually really donating um, double. We are now joined right here on Locked on Auburn by the one and only Justin Ferguson, of the Auburn Observer. How are you, brother? I'm all right. How are you? Good, man. Good. Happy Ferg Friday to you. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. As always, man. Yeah, we were talking before we turned the microphones on. Kind of a weird feeling going into this Auburn-South Carolina game, mainly because I don't I don't think there's a whole lot to gain if you're Auburn. If yeah. you win, it's like, okay, cool, you beat a subpar South Carolina team. Mm-hmm. And if you lose, which that line's... Hovering around three, oh, yeah. you know, there's there's a solid chance you could lose this one. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be really really bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this is going to be a really weird game of football um, because I think these are two teams that only play weird games of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think in this case, you know, Will Muschamp, it's going to be real rough for him if they go one and three to start the year. I it I think it's going to be tough for anybody to get fired this year, just because of the financial situation and everything that happened because of COVID. But like you have to really hit rock bottom and going one and three when you started the year playing against um, Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Like that's not great. You still haven't played Georgia yet. You still haven't like like the, like it, it it could still get a lot worse if you're South Carolina. So this is going to be a game for Auburn where they're the more talented team. I, I think it feels like a lot like the Kentucky game than in in the fact that that. Um, if they just play a clean game for four quarters, they could come out on top and just let the talent win out on in here. 
Um, statistically, these two teams are very similar, what they've put out on offense and defense this season. It's hard to separate the differences between these two teams in terms of just production, which is what makes this a really interesting game going into a – especially since it's in South Carolina. If it was in Auburn, I think people would feel a little bit differently about it. But since it's in South Carolina, I think that that swings some of that as well. Who on this South Carolina offense do Auburn fans need to keep an eye out for, need to watch out for? Don't let this guy get going. Yeah, it's got to be their running back. And and I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head because I wrote it down like three times yesterday and I'm already I'm – already <laughs> Harris? Missed. Yeah, Harris. Uh, Malzahn mentioned him by name too. Kevin Harris, yeah. Kevin yeah. Harris, he leads the SEC in rushing attempts so far this season. Uh, he's second in the league in rushing in terms of yards per game. He's got they, – they have an identity. They want to run the ball and then they want to throw off of that. Um, it, it's very – I mean – it's very Mike Bobo in the fact that it, this feels kind of like what he used to do at Georgia. Like, this is not a team that's going to try to throw the ball a billion times a game. This is not a team that's going to do a ton of dynamic stuff on offense. However, it's a team that uh, that wants to run the ball and wants to and wants to make plays off of it. And I would also add on top of that, you know, there's a lot of um, – I don't know if it's full-blown criticism, but I think as people are keeping an eye on the fact that Auburn, you know, Bo Nix's pass attempts have all gone to either basically Seth or – flash of the season right south carolina's got that problem even worse shy smith is the only receiver on that team that's got more than seven catches this year or wait no even more than that four catches this year they, they have a tight end and some running wow. backs to get involved but shy smith has like 26 catches and then the next guy down has like four now is he that good or is that just kind of how he's the good offenses work? he's okay. good he, he, he made some big plays against florida i know specifically that was the game where i've seen him the most this year i watched a little bit of the the South Carolina uh, Tennessee game at the end of the uh, that first week of the season. I didn't watch any of Vanderbilt because I mean, gosh, Vanderbilt's decimated right now by COVID and and they're Vanderbilt. Yeah, they're Vanderbilt, right? Um, so I, I think he he's a good player. Uh, he, I think he falls in line with with some of the guys we've seen. You know, South Carolina for all the criticism that's been lobbed towards them over the last few years on the offensive side of the ball, they've still produced guys like Brian Edwards. Is, uh, Brian Edwards uh, was a big, was a big deal. Of course you had guys like Debo um, before him, mm-hmm. but I think Shaq Smith's another one of those guys that falls into line with that. So I would keep an eye on those two um, and, and you know, not to give away everything on the offense, you know, cause we'll probably have more to talk about. The South Carolina offensive line has had more pass protection issues so far this season than Auburn has, and spoiler alert, they have not played a great defense yet. They've got a really good guard, right, that was named SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. He's a really good guard. They've got a really good guard, but they've had some issues in pass protection. Uh, they give up more sacks than any team in the SEC uh, this season so through, through three weeks. And, uh, yeah, Colin Hill um, – their quarterback has had some bad production under pressure this season. So and I wrote about it at the Observer on Thursday morning. This has got to be a game where Auburn's, Auburn's pass rush, which got off to a better start and had some decent moments against Arkansas, this is one where you really need to get after him. Which, you know, it, it kind of, you know, when you, when you talk about the makeup of this team, and I mean, I, I think they're pretty comparable to Auburn, like you said. Bo Nix on the road has not done well beating teams, and Auburn's kind of in the same tier as or so. A and M, A and M last year was the one. That's that, that's about it, though, yeah. right? Because um, you just hammered Arkansas last year, but everybody did. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you think that's something to be concerned about? Bo yeah. Nix going on the road here for sure. I mean, South Carolina is not a defense that is terrifying by any means. Uh, they've got some dudes. Uh, they've got two elite defensive linemen uh, recruits from the last couple of cycles that they play up front. They get after the quarterback a decent a decent amount. They've got a really good third down defense, 
which has been a problem Auburn's faced this season. Um, you know, teams are moving the ball better on them on first and second downs, but third down is, you know, they've, they've been able to lock down and make plays on that side. Yeah, Bonix, look, I mean, let's just be let's just be honest. Bonix has to be better. His numbers are not better. In fact, in some areas, they have been worse to the first yeah. three games. Now, he's had to play Georgia, and like not like only two other quarterbacks in the league have had to play Georgia this season. Um, but I think this is a game where he's got to take a step forward because what we've seen from him for the first three games of the season, it's just inconsistency, and it's the general inconsistency that's plagued this offense for the last few years, and it comes out in individual players, um, and Nick's is, Nick's is a great example. He'll make 10, 12 throws a game or plays a game, you're like, man, this guy's got it, and then they'll make 10 or 12 plays, and you're like, wait, where did that come from? Or like, you know – it doesn't look like the same quarterback. There's still the panic at times. There's, you know, dangerous plays that he, that he makes. He's just got to find a, a stable level of consistency because you're going to need a steady hand in a game like this away from home. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Want to give some love today to our friends at Frisky Whiskey, about 15 minutes away from Auburn and Opelika, worth the quick drive over to West Point, Georgia. And uh, just type Frisky Whiskey into your GPS. It's a... Uh, pretty much the first exit when you get into Georgia. But you, you, you talk about a liquor store. I mean, 10,000 square feet of uh, of all kinds. Um, an amazing selection when you talk about liquor, whether you're a whiskey guy, uh, vodka, tequila, any kind of mixer that you want, as well as wine and beer. I mean, they have everything. They have absolutely everything. And so I uh, highly encourage you to check out the folks at Frisky Whiskey. I went last weekend, so I, I'm stocked for a bit, but I'll probably go again in a few weeks. But, um, yeah, they, they take care of you, and it's just uh, the prices you cannot beat anywhere else. You really can't. And uh, it, it's, I promise it's worth it. You need to go check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. They're your one-stop shop for liquor, beer, wine, tobacco, and lottery. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yeah, Justin, along those same lines, um, I read an article the other day that said that Bo Nix has, <clears throat> excuse me, he's bailed on the pocket more than any other quarterback in the SEC, which is not a new thing for Bo Nix. But it also said that one of the things he's gotten way better at is that he actually has been elite at throwing from a clean pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you... I, I I guess have you seen that? Is that the the same kind of improvement that you were looking for from Bo Nix heading into this season? I mean, Bo last season was always a decent quarterback when he was in pressure. You have seen him take a step forward whenever they have it. I, mean, I, I go back to the Kentucky game. He looked really good uh, with protection against Kentucky. And, of course, against Kentucky, they had protection more than they had pretty much in any other game this season. Um yeah, I think I think the I think the case is with Bo here is that you've seen him make throws that are really good when he has time. We've seen more innovation from the passing game. I mean, I, I keep going back to it because it's an easy one, but 
the stove touchdown against Kentucky, and then the big play to short, Schwartz's biggest catch against Arkansas, both coming in a switch concept, a little up and you know uh, out and up, um, where Seth Williams takes a guy on the inside, he goes on the outside. So it's that switch. Con- those are those are things we haven't seen in the past from Auburn yeah. in the passing game. I think he's got more confidence in Schwartz, which is good. It's just a matter of time when they start saying, well, Shedrick Jackson's here running open, or, you know, what about the tight end, or what about any of these freshman receivers? You got to expand that game there. But yeah, I think when he has time, he's done pretty well. Problem is, he's got to have time and he's got to trust when he does have time because mm-hmm. there's still about, and he, he hasn't done it quite as much as he did last season, but there's still about two, three, four times in a game where it's like, all right, just stay in there. Right. Don't get the happy feet. Um, trust your protection and make the throw. Um, but still, it's 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 inconsistency. It's that you can you really trust an offensive line that's been rotating so much? So you mentioned Eli Stove, and there's a bunch of other guys, or at least a handful of guys, questionable as far as injuries go. Yep. Um, Sean Shivers has missed some time since the opener, just like Eli um, Peters. After he blocked that punt, we didn't see a whole lot from him because uh, you know. And then uh, New Kirk was kind of limping around. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting as far as um, injuries uh, on Saturday regarding participation? I will say I expect to see some of those guys come back, but not all of them. Um, it's going it's gonna to be it's gonna be one of those cases where, you know, the thing with Gus Malzahn and the thing with this Auburn team this week is he's like, okay, everybody's going back out of practice. The first two weeks have shown that really – the first three weeks haven't shown that really doesn't mean a ton mm-hmm. because you'll have a guy – not practice all during at all during the week, or barely practice at all during the week, and then play most of the game. Rodarius Sam, Seth Williams being the being the notable examples from right. last week. Then you'll have guys who will practice. Then they get to Saturday, they test it out. They're not ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troxel picks up a late a late week injury. Um, you know, Shivers is, Shivers wasn't hundred percent clear. They tried to get get him to go against George, and they pretty much just shut him down against Arkansas. Big Cat Bryant's been the same way as well. So, I think it's just one of those cases of. Where did they come out of the Thursday Thursday practice? Who's going to get on the bus to go to to South Carolina? And then I think it's just when they get there, there's going to be a lot of dudes who are going to test it out on Saturday before the game, and like we will not have a really good read on who's going to be available until we get right before kickoff. I think. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot though, and this is as of 9:31 as we record this on a Thursday morning. But uh, just give me a quick verdict on what you expect to happen um, on Saturday as far as these guys playing. Uh, we'll start with Eli. Yeah, Eli Stove, I would imagine, would be a little bit closer. Uh, you haven't heard you haven't heard of him, you know, be knocked out for a for a mm. while. I had heard that you know it might have been a concussion with him. I don't know if that's what the what the case was for sure. Yeah. So this feels like about right, around the right time. I, I would expect to see Eli out there. Yeah, because I think he was kind of a he had a chance to play last week. Is yeah. kind of what I heard. So mm-hmm. uh, All right. Worm, I kind of heard the similar thing. He was a, he had a chance to play last week. Worm said last week on his Instagram, and this was something that Christian uh, Clemente found um, at the Plainsman and Rivals. Uh, he found that Worm had posted on Instagram that I'll be back next week. Okay, you know, kind of like took a picture in pregame and said, "Can't wait to be back out here next week." Got it. So I think I think that's a good sign for him. Jalen Simpson was hey, guys. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I I really hate to. I know we're rolling right now, but um, I've got breaking news from two minutes ago. Okay. Uh, Auburn has a new basketball commit, seven foot center. Really? Yeah, Sage Tolentino. It's a great name. Chose Auburn over Kansas and Kentucky. Oh, he's from Hawaii. <laughs> what? Yeah. Auburn got a seven foot center over Kansas and Kentucky. From Hawaii. Unbelievable. He's a junior also. 
Okay, so he's a class of 22 guy? Yes. How about that? Justin, you know anything about him? Have I have no that? idea about him, so <laughs> I'm going to have to kind of dig. Like, I don't think he even has a um, – he doesn't even have a 24-7 page at this point. He is just a guy who – he's just a guy that people are starting to recruit out of Hawaii. So he will – uh, Yeah, he got a scholarship offer from Auburn on October 6th. Oh, okay. Well, wow. when you know, you know. That's awesome news. That's fantastic. I yeah. love Bruce Pearl. <laughs> it's amazing. First, yeah, it's first it. commitment in the class. Well, that's a solid way to start a seven foot center in Kentucky or yeah, Kentucky and Kansas one, and that's that's great. That's great. Yeah, we'll let uh we'll get more information out that uh out there about him, and we'll we'll talk about him more um, next week. Uh, Justin Jalen Simpson, he was active and dressed out last week, but was just for an emergency purposes. Do you think he starts or plays more on Saturday? I think so. I think the fact that he was in, uh, available in an emergency situation, if any, if anything would have happened to any of the corners on Saturday, I think yeah. you'd have seen him. Um, but they need they need some help in that secondary. Um, you know, so all hands on deck. I think they could really, really use him um, for sure. So I would imagine, I would imagine he would be one of on the guys that would be a little bit more likely to play. Trox. Ah uh, man, like I, you know, the thing about Troxel is, is that he could get clear, but I don't even know if we're going to be able to see him necessarily. Last week, Auburn had what I think it was eleven drives on offense. Eight of them were run by the same offensive line, and that offensive line moved the ball on the ground. They were decent at pass protection. As much as as much as people want to see him, like I, I, I don't know. Like they found some continuity last week. And I don't know if they're going to be Did willing Alec to win the change. job. You think he won the job last week? It depends on if they feel like Troxel is if if Troxel needs to get another opportunity or not. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. I, Alec Jackson, Alec Jackson. I'll say this specifically. He made some real grown man plays in in run blocking last Saturday. Pass protection, just like anybody on that left side of that line, it's still it's still questionable. Yeah, and Michael, I know you got a question just real quick. Want to want to plug a story that you did. At the Auburn Observer this week, breaking down that offensive line, and it's it's it's, you know, if you want to kind of get a, a solid grasp on what Auburn's doing from a personnel standpoint and a scheme standpoint, signing up for the Auburn Observer at auburnobserver.com is uh, is definitely the right move there. Michael, you got a question? Yeah. Oh, mm. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, Justin. So the offensive line graded out way better at pass protection than run protection. Um, I don't understand totally how the grades work, obviously. I don't but, either. Um, be honest. <laughs> it seems that that seemed surprising to me because it looked like the the offensive line was opening up holes that a Mack truck could go through, much less a tank. Mm-hmm. See what it did there? there and nice. then, uh, but then you also look and you see that Tank broke fourteen tackles and, and DJ Williams broke like six. So, I guess. I guess oddly enough, my question is just: Did the offensive line actually run block well? Yes, they did. I mean, I I am not a grader in terms of a subjective like scale like what 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 PFF does. Uh, but what I did is I went and watched when I went and watched every play from last week. I looked at the run blocking and said, okay, did the was the blocking adequate enough to have a successful run? And you can define success what a successful run is in different ways. But you know, basically, if you get half your yards that you're supposed to on first down, you know, most of them on second down, all of them on third down or fourth down, that's a successful run. Was the blocking good enough there? Was the blocking not good enough? Uh, was it a play where the running back just made it all happen himself, breaking plays at the line of scrimmage and and, and going there, or was it an error of some kind? 
uh, by the running back. And more than half of Auburn's runs had adequate blocking. So it was a good game for them in that regard. Um, there were some runs. There were two Tank Bigsby runs where he broke a bunch of tackles at the line of scrimmage and then just took off. That's going to happen. But yeah, I thought they, I thought they, you know, created some holes. There's a lot of yards after contact, but I think a lot of it was kind of bonus yards mm-hmm. that you know, the blocking was still good enough on plays. I keep in, I keep in mind there were a few times. I think the big DJ Williams run. You know, he gets the handoff and he has a lane just wide open and just right. takes off for 41 yards on the little outside bounce. So I, I think they had a good game. Could have been better uh, for, for sure, as all of them could be. But, um, you know, I I think when you get with like PFF grades, it starts doing like everybody gets a scale and then it starts averaging together. I, I don't know what all goes into that and what all goes into their specific grades. I did it from more of a counting perspective. It's like, okay, that looks like it. That looks like they had adequate blocking there. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, Auburn did a good job in that area. Sure. Justin, what are you feeling from uh, – let's do our score predictions for the week. What, oh, what, what are you feeling for this game? I'll, I'll, I'll go first and throw this uh, on you guys. I'm thinking Auburn wins this game 23-17. I say 23 because that's a lot of field goals. Yep. Um, not, not, I don't expect them to capitalize uh, extremely well in the red zone. So that is, uh, that's, that's just kind of what my gut's saying. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really weird dumb score. Like, <laughs> give me Auburn 24 24- South Carolina 19. Just something just something weird. Mm-hmm. Just something weird. I think Auburn could go for two in this game. I think they could run that swinging gate again. Like sure. This is going to be a weird game between two teams that don't play weird uh, that don't play normal football hardly ever. What are you thinking, Pat? Uh, um <laughs> I'm going to go with 30 ah. to 29. <laughs> That's a pretty weird score. In triple overtime, <laughs> it's going to be something weird, man. Like there's a scenario, like kind of like the Arkansas game last week, and also like a scenario where I thought we were headed last week, where it's like, oh, Auburn's a better team. This is going, this is going to be a, a breeze. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Auburn has had those consistency issues on on offense and then a little bit on defense, but especially on offense, they can't, they couldn't find the kill shot. It's the third down drops. It's the third down miscues. It's the red zone. It's the red zone miscues. On defense, it's stuff like, hey, Arkansas's biggest play of the game happens with clear OPI on it and, and stuff like that. It's going to be a weird game. South Carolina's got some dudes. They are playing at home. But I just feel like if Bo Nix has if, – if Bo Nix – he doesn't have to go out and be spectacular. If he can just be solid and let – and Auburn kind of plays to their talent level, it's going, to be, it's going to be a win for Auburn, but it's probably going to be one of those grinded-out ones that we've seen from the last few years from this team. Tell us about what's going on at the Auburn Observer and why people should uh, sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, shout-out to uh, to our new, one of our newest subscribers. Zach was one of the – our guy uh, who won here. Yeah, Derek. Derek, yeah. yes. Shout-out Der- to Derek. Shout-out to Derek. He's got a subscription now to, to Auburn Observer. Um, Thank you know, for letting us give that away, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely. It was really, it was really cool, and uh, you know, I, I definitely think the word of mouth on here really helped because we've had a really good week of uh, subscriptions. Which, awesome, great. Yeah, it's been awesome for that. But yeah, AuburnObserver.com. You're getting about four or five stories uh, a week and a premium podcast episode with myself and Painter Sharpless. That'll be recaps. Um, by the time you're listening to this, that one is uh, that one will be already out. Cool. Uh, re- uh, previewing, I should say, the uh, South Carolina game. So yeah, film room mailbag on Friday. I uh, got two analysis stories: one on Tank Bigsby, one on Auburn's pass rush uh, that you can check out heading uh, heading into the South Carolina game. Got a little basketball stuff um, in there 
Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jabari Smith Jr. <laughs> yes. is a freak of nature. Correct. And, um, you know, got a breakdown of his game up there as well. That's free for everybody to read. But, yeah, check it out, auburnobserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. will get you on board and uh, all of your stuff, all the podcasts and all of the all the stories will get emailed to your inbox most mornings at about 6 a.m. Central Time. Uh, so you don't have to worry about me waking up and tweeting a link or, you know, going to the website. We'll put it right there in your inbox for you. Thank you to Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Hey, Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. They come in uh, easy one-and-a-half-ounce packages. This is kind of protein gel. I mentioned this earlier in the week. I I was skeptical about the consistency of it, but it tastes great. You can put it in your briefcase, put it in your backpack, your golf bag, to power through that bag nine. Uh, or, I mean, they're so small, they just fit in your pocket as well if you need that. So, Built Go, they're the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy without that crash feeling. They've got three delicious flavors. My favorite is peanut butter honey. They also have chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. So, go to BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another quick disclaimer as we're about to jump into our our conversation with Steven Garcia, former South Carolina quarterback. He cusses a few times. I just want to mention that one more time so I don't get a bunch of mean tweets. We're now joined by former South Carolina quarterback Stephen Garcia. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us. How are you? Good, man. Just down here in Tampa, sweat my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, what are you thinking about this matchup? Uh, Auburn going up to Columbia to take on your uh, your Gamecocks. Uh, both teams kind of having a, a weird style of football uh, this year. How do you see this one shaping up? Yeah, I mean, this is the weirdest year of all time. So yeah. it's kind of standard standard protocol right now. <laughs> uh, but you, you know, man, it, it, I'm hoping that we we can finally beat y'all. You know, I was unsuccessful in three games against you guys, and uh, I think I don't think South Carolina has ever beat beat Auburn. So you know, hopefully, hopefully, Colin can get them to get fired up and, and you know get a win. What do you like? Uh, what What do you like about Colin's game so far this season? What stands out to you? You know, I think the first game, maybe a little bit of jitters or, you know, I just not used to the SEC. I don't really know, but he caught a lot of help, you know, from everybody online and on the message boards and on the talk radios, you know, and I've, I'm no I'm no stranger to that, so I, I kind of felt bad for him. But at the same time, that's what we sign up for. Uh, but to answer your question, man, I, I think he's a super competitor. You know, he got knocked around that game one, got knocked around the second game and against Florida and uh, you know, he's had two ACL injuries, like horrific injuries, and he's come back and, you know, he he beat out our, you know, incumbent starter, Ryan Holinsky, and, you know, that's not easy to do coming from Colorado State. You know, I know he's got the experience and all that stuff over there, but, you know, to come in and beat the incumbent starter, is that's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And, you know, from everything that I've heard from, you know, my old teammates up there that are still up there, yeah. uh, you know, they, they say the locker room loves them, and, you know, they're just really excited about, you know, his uh, his style of play, and I, I like it as well. So earlier in the week, we announced that you were going to be on the show, and a lot of our listeners reached out. Auburn fans really, really like you, man. I don't know. I don't know if you know that. I 
that is shocking. <laughs> I think it has to do with That's that Alabama. Awesome, I think it has to do with that Alabama game. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably that has something to do with it. Sure. Sure. Um, all right. So, I mean, what do you think it comes down to on Saturday? I mean, obviously, a lot of games in the SEC across all of football, one in the trenches. Um, both offensive lines have not looked good this season. I mean, what do you think about South Carolina's pass rush ability to impact Bo Nix on Saturday? How do you think that's going to play out? They're, they're going to have to because, uh, you know, that kid is extremely talented as well. Um, you know, what he got off to, everybody's kind of got off to a weird start this year. So, you know, that's, that's just part of having to deal with 2020, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that goes with anybody. You got to get pressure on these guys, and if you don't, it's going to be it's going to be a, be a tough day on defense. So, you know, hopefully we can. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not sure. It's, you know, we looked good against Vanderbilt, but everybody kind of looks good against Vanderbilt. Yeah, so sure. I'm hoping that we can kind of get some some sort of momentum going from that game. As far as SEC programs getting impacted by COVID, and you know, I mean, you, you, you said it earlier, a weird year. Twenty twenty has been all over the place. Can you imagine playing in this kind of situation? Would that impact you at all? I mean, what do you think these guys are going through, or what do you think you would be going through if you had to play through this kind of season? Uh, to be honest, man, I'm like I'm down here in Tampa, and what I, I I've been doing it full time really since I got done playing. You know, after my first year in Canada, yeah, and I came back down here. I've been training. I've been training quarterbacks down here in Tampa since I guess 2012. Okay, uh, and this whole COVID thing didn't affect me one bit. I mean, it actually, you know, made everything a lot better because I just bought you know a house out here with a couple acres on it. So I just had all my guys come out here rather than because all the parks and stuff were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, it, it would not affect me at all. I've, I've played through much worse than fear of covid <laughs> sure sure uh so a few so, I, I mean and i i think that i mean you saw everybody all the trevor lawrence you saw all these guys you know go on social media and say right. i just want to play i just want to play i mean these guys they they uh, that's what i uh, they wouldn't say that if they didn't feel that and you know that's what they're there to do they're there to you know get a degree and graduate and you know try to make it to the next level and, and play football that's you know what we signed up for so these guys these guys definitely want to play and i uh, i would definitely want to play as well sure uh, Steven, I, we had a few listeners reach out to uh, ask if we'd ask you a few questions of theirs. You okay answering a few of those? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So uh, this, this uh, I think this is this is Phoenix from Tennessee. Asked, hey, Steven, I was always a huge fan of you individually, and for what it's worth, I think you got a lot of unwarranted flack in your career at South Carolina. My question isn't really related to the game, but I would love to hear a brief behind-the-curtain description of your time playing with Spurrier. And then he asked about um, – some of the throws, what it was like throwing to all Sean Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, you know, I get that question to this day all the time. Uh, you know, <laughs> what was it like playing for Spurrier and, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you know, I was, I was, to be honest, I was just a normal college kid trying to do normal college stuff. And I was, you know, going out and hanging out with other people. And, you know, that's just what college kids did. And, you know, I didn't feel like I was any different, but, you know, I was also, that was kind of a dumb idea because, you know, you're a big fish in a little pond and that's just, <laughs> You know, all eyes are on you. Thank God there wasn't, you know, social media. At least the social media presence wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. Because I may not have lasted as long as I did. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and, and another thing is, like, you know, I got in trouble for all these, you know, minor, like, you know, just underage drinking, you know, drinking on campus, just stupid stuff like that. You know, I wasn't fighting anybody. I wasn't beating up girls and none of that other stuff. Right. Uh, you know, and Spurrier kind of told me that. He's like, you know, I, I get it. You know, you're a college kid. You're the starting quarterback. You know, you, that's people want to be around you. And I, so... I never really, you know, never really headbutted him with with that. It was more, you know, he was constantly complaining and bitching about 
you got to shave your beard. You got to cut your hair. You got to dress the part. You got to look, you know, you can't be wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt and sandals. You got to wear, you know, just act like you're playing golf. I'll say, coach, man, I don't know what you think I wear when I play golf. This is, this is probably more clothes than I wear when I play golf. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was just, it was just always, it was always something that he had a, you know, nitpick at and, like I said, I tell these guys, these quarterbacks that I'm working with now that, you know, some of them, well, most of them have actually, you know, gone on to play college football. And I say, look, man, when you guys go up there, don't be a freaking hearted. If the coach asks you to do something, just freaking do it. You'll, you'll, you'll have a much better existence and experience with your coaches and everybody else. If you just try not to rebel and just, just don't do what I did, you know, just don't be so damn hard headed. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I, if I would have just listened to some of that stupid stuff that he was telling me that, you know, I'd, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? But sure, that's part of the deal, I guess. Sure. And as far as uh, what it was like for him to Alshon? Oh man, uh, I mean, you see what he's doing in the league right now. So he's a freak. I mean, yeah, he's. He, I mean, he used to go up against Stefan every day in practice, and DJ Swearinger, and you know all these other guys that are still playing, and just beat the hell out of them. It was. I, I used to love going against you know Stefan and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the guy was he was an ultimate teammate as well. I mean, I talked to him the other day. And he's, you know, I still reach out to him. You know, we still reach out to each other. It's, you know, that's that's just a bond that you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we talk to each other all the time. It's it's, it's awesome. And you know, he's one of those guys that never got too big for you know for his guys that you know he played with back uh sure back in the day back in college. Sure, I, I forgot you were teammates with uh with Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, top ten pick to Buffalo was okay there. Then goes to the Patriots, and I mean, he's he's one of the best defenders in the league. Does that surprise you at all? Uh, yes. Um, you know, Stefan, he's a, he's a great dude, great player, um, obviously, but, you know, in college, he didn't really do a whole lot to be honest. Um, but you know, when you're six, two, six, three, and you're going to run a four, four and, you know, have good cover skills. I mean, that, that, that's going to get you paid. And obviously did. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that, that he's, you know, where he's at and, you know, I'm happy for him. Sure. Uh, John Mark asks, uh, Steven, did Marcus Lattimore ever tell you why he picked South Carolina over Auburn? Did you ever happen to have that conversation with him? Uh, no, I, I never yeah. have. Sure, um, sure. Who knows what he would have said? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody picks you know schools for different reasons, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, those those few years that we had, you know, we were had you know the number one player, you know, pretty much every single year for for a couple years straight. And that's when you know we were winning ten and eleven games, you know, for that five year stretch. Yeah. Uh, our four-year stretch, rather, and you know that's it's it's uh, it's a far cry from that uh, that those teams now. But you know, I, I like Muschamp a lot. You know, he's he's been awesome as far as reaching out to the uh, to the former players and you mm-hmm. know just saying, hey guys, whenever you guys come up here, it's an open open door policy. Just come out, whatever. Uh, you know, he's been great about that. And I just I just wish that he would you know be able to win a few more games to you know stick around because I know the players absolutely love playing for him. Yeah, yeah, and we heard similar things when he uh, you know did that one year stop as defensive coordinator here at Auburn when he and Gus were coaching together for you know uh, yeah I guess that that one season and a lot of the the coaches or the players loved him they absolutely loved him as a coach so yeah that doesn't surprise me at all uh, Stephen we had like five or six listeners uh, send us a text asking um, what you remember. Uh, about that Alabama game in in 2010. Um, I mean, as far as me looking back on your career, it, it seems like that was the best game of your career. Would you agree with that? Uh, you know, that's what everybody says. I mean, I feel like I played better in a few other games. Really? Um, but 
Yeah, but I mean, obviously, that's you know, that's the first and only time we've ever beaten a top-ranked team. So you know, everybody wants to talk about that, and I'm sure, sure, Auburn fans loved it, loved it as well. <laughs> no doubt. You know, they hate each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. As far as you know, remembering that, you know, I just remember, you know, the defense came out and freaking just balled out. The special teams balled out. I mean, we we Alshon made freaking. I mean, you saw the catches he was making. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we had other guys. You know, we had had Demarco making great plays. Marcus obviously had a great game. Uh, you know, the, the, all the stars just aligned, man. And, you know, that was the first and the only time that Coach Furrier told me, you know, that entire week of practice, he's like, look, man, just go out there and play your game. You know, just what the hell? Just go out there and, and play carefree and, you know, just do it, do you. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, what, what is what the hell's going on? Uh-huh. Uh, he must think that we're not going to – he must think that there's no chance we're going to win this thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty much the only time that he's, he's ever told me that. And, you know, that's kind of what I tell people. They're like, that's kind of wild, but right. that's the truth. <laughs> Do you have any memories as far as uh, any of the – you mentioned the three matchups that you had against Auburn. Do you have any memories from any of those games? Uh, I wouldn't call it memories. More like nightmares. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, playing playing up there that the during the regular season of 2010. And, you know, we should have beat – we actually should have beat y'all uh, when Cam Newton was out there. I think we were up by – I don't know, 14 points or something going yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we should have lost a lot of games that fumbles. year, probably. <laughs> yeah, I had I had two fumbles, and, you know, Coach Burr freaking pulled me out. Um, I mean, I, I think I threw for like 350 yards or something, something like that, and mm-hmm. he pulled me out and put Connor in, and then Connor throws two picks, so we end up losing. But And then the uh, obviously in the SEC championship game, that was a – that was a shit show, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> right. Uh, I remember I remember Cam throwing that. For, we Well, our kicker, right before we scored to pull it within seven, you know, we got the ball back after uh, halftime. So I'm like, oh, man, we're, all right, we got a chance to, you know, tie this game up after the after our first drive in the second half and, you know, go from there. And then our kicker kicked it out of bounds for some damn reason. So y'all got on the 40-yard line, and I think you ran a play. Cam scrambled for, like, I don't know, six or seven yards, then threw a freaking Hail Mary, and, and the yeah. guy caught it. Darwin Adams caught it, and yeah. I remember I'll never – Yep, I'll never forget seeing Stefan's face as we walk in the locker room, and he was just shaking his head like, we're, we cannot stop these guys. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to suck. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And it did. And then, uh, you know, actually the, the last game I ever played at South Carolina um, in 2011 was against y'all. You know, we had some bad clock management. You guys, you know, we should have won that game as well. Um, we had some bad clock management at the end of the game. I didn't play worth a, worth a damn, but uh, we still had a chance to win, and that was, uh, that was, unfortunately, the last game I played for, for South Carolina. Sure, sure. Well, like I said, uh, people were so excited when, when we mentioned you were coming on the show. So thank you for giving us a few minutes. You got a prediction for uh, for, for Saturday's game? Uh, dude, I have no idea what the hell's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole year, and, and I'd, I'd probably give the wrong prediction anyway. My, my betting so far has been atrocious. Yeah, me too. These, uh, these first few weeks, yeah, me too, man. I'm in. I'm in I think everybody is. I don't know one person that's bragging about how their gambling is going so far. So, right. Vegas always uh, wins. Every single time, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see us win. I just – I don't know. You know, we're, we're, we looked great last week. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we can carry that momentum. But, again, you know, it's, it was against Vanderbilt. So, right. I'm hoping that if we, can just, if we can just move the ball and score some points and, you know, put some pressure on Bo, then I think, uh, I think we may have a chance. But, man, we, we, we got to we, – again, we, the stars kind of got to align on that deal. Sure, sure. Well, Steven, thank you what, so much. What's the, uh, what, I don't even know. What, what, what is the spread for that game? It's, uh, some places have it at three. I've seen it at two and a half in a few places. So, I mean, it's pretty close. Oh, wow. Uh, Auburn favored? 
Yeah, yeah. I picked uh, earlier in the week, I picked um, Auburn 23, South Carolina 17. That's kind of, that's kind of the theory I'm thinking personally. I got you. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, man. I, I don't know. Let me, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at it. And <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. in there, see what happens. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for your time, man. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to your, uh, to your Gamecocks on Saturday. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much to Justin and Steven for hanging out with us on the Friday edition of Locked on Auburn. Best of luck to the Tigers tomorrow as they take on South Carolina. And we will recap everything going on this weekend and talk a little basketball early next week right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.